Hey, what's going on, guys? It's JC Sportcast, and I'm back for the podcast for you guys. It's been a while, uh, but we've got a lot of stuff to cover in this episode. Let's get straight into things. So usually we'd start off with the Leafs review, but I think this story is way bigger. It's between the New York Rangers and the Washington Capitals. So I'm sure everyone knows that have about the internet that's listening right now, but so there was this, there was a little scuffle uh, between Tom Wilson and Artemi Panarin where, you know, Panarin punched Pavel Busnevich and then body slammed and injured, you could say, Artemi Panarin. Um, and Wilson was only fined $5,000 for this incident. So obviously uh, the majority of the consensus was this is a terrible decision. Uh, Wilson's had a past of getting a lot of injuries giving a lot of injuries um, and getting a lot of suspensions and, you know, being, being a dirty player, but he's a good player. You know, he scored some goals. He's a great player. You would love to have him on your team, but I think this one was a little bit too much. And I think the NHL not doing something about it makes the Washington Capitals look bad. Not necessarily that they had me say, but them not giving it a good punishment makes Washington look bad as an organization, if you know what I mean. But Wilson's a great player. I'm not going to, you know, discredit what he's done. He's a great player, but I think this one was a little bit too much. I think it could be easily avoided, but they were fined. Now the Rangers were fined two hundred fifty thousand dollars for their statement that the. Let me read it out for you. Um, here we go. That the deputy, I believe the deputy commissioner. Let me see right here. So, the New York Rangers are fined. $250,000 for uh, their statement that the head of players and safety, George Peros, um, should be fired and basically, you know, removed from his position. That was, you know, a right decision. I think that he did make the wrong call. Wilson was only five fined $5,000 for that incident. And the team was fined $250,000 for releasing a statement, you know, defending their organization. Now, with this, um, on Wednesday's game, the Rangers did respond right off opening face off the line brawl. There's three fights. Uh, a fourth almost started, so that, that's three. Uh, three more fights happened after Wilson being involved. They took Wilson out of the game, so a lot of stuff going back and forth. But I have to give it to Wilson and, and Ovi, who's also injured at the time, but they did reach out to make sure Panarin was okay. And uh, I think this could have been avoided. I think Wilson's punishment was not met um, with what he did. He, again, he's had history. You can look at Nazem Kadri. Nazem Kadri in, uh, against the Boston Bruins one year was suspended. And then the following year, he did the same thing. And since he had a history, you know, he was given a longer suspension for the rest of the round, round one of that year. Now, Wilson, who's had a career of doing stuff like this, he's known for being like this kind of player. Only given a $5,000 fine is, I think, ridiculous. Uh, I do agree with the Rangers have done. I think they earned a lot of respect in the eyes of, you know, people who are New York Rangers fans. They earned the respect, and I don't blame them for this decision. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that they stepped up. I think it's, it was a right move. I think the league got it wrong. The, le- the league is, should be ashamed of themselves, actually, for finding them $250,000 and wasn't going to $5,000 fine. But hopefully they can learn from this and move on. Again, kudos to the Rangers and also Wilson. You know, he did reach out. He probably does feel bad, but maybe he's just doing it because, you know, it's it makes him look better. But 
again, I've never met the guy, but I'm going to give him credit for doing that. But I think, obviously, it could have been avoided. He should have been suspended a few games for that incident, and uh, doesn't it doesn't make Washington look good. But, um, yeah, big news, though, for uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. They have clinched their division championship. Not the championship, sorry, but division championship first place spot. So, now, it looks like they are going to be playing. It looks like Montreal with only two games left. Uh, Montreal's two points back on the Jets, but the Jets do have a game in hand. Uh, it looks like Montreal is going to be that team. And um, honestly, yeah, the Jets, you could say, could give the Leafs a tougher chance because of their goaltending. But I think the Leafs would ha- have an easy, easy game, uh, an easy, easy round with both these teams. I think the Leafs have looked really well this year. They, they're going to make a deep playoff run because you could say, yeah, maybe the teams are a bit weaker, but they're going to have to come up against the best player in the game right now if the Edmonton Oilers do make it. So you got to look at McDavid and Matthews round two. Um, let's see what the Leafs can do. But I do think that they are the best team in North Division. I would give the Leafs winning the North. Um, I would give the Avalanche winning the West. I would give to the, the Eastern Conference. Uh, you got to see, like, you know, since Brian Burke has gone to office, uh, he's done a lot of great things for the Pittsburgh Penguins. And I do think Pittsburgh, based on their experience, is the best team. Now, we don't really know how the matchups are going to go. The Islanders and Bruins play today, so I think that'll give us a clear image of who's going to play the Caps, who's going to play the Penguins. But I think the Penguins are a strong team. They're not as injured right now as the Washington Capitals are, so I'd give it to them right now. As well as, do you give it to the Hurricanes, the young team, or do you give it to the Tampa Bay Lightning? Now, that all depends on Kucherov. So that could go either way, as well as, you know, maybe Pittsburgh and Washington. That could go either way. I do think Boston's defense is a little bit weaker this year losing Tory Krug and you didn't really replace him, but uh, maybe maybe they can bounce back. I know that that one line of Marchand, Bergeron, and uh, Pasternak is, you know, could say the best line in hockey, but we'll have to see how they do. But now do you give it to a young team like Carolina with Robert Demore as the head coach? And you got Sebastian Ajo, who's this becoming a superstar that he is, that I did pick with my first pick in fantasy hockey this year at eighth pick. Uh, but we'll have to see. You'll have to see. I do think the Leafs can match up with these teams. I think they're strong and they're deep. And they should, you know, raise a lot of eyebrows this year. I think a lot of jokes, like, they never came on the first round. But believe me, before I I thought, you know, this is everyone saying the Leafs, this is their year. But I always thought, I I don't know. I don't know if they're good enough. But this year, I just do have a different feeling. Uh, I'm just going to tell how it is. And I think the Toronto Leafs are going to make a deep run this year. Now, Patrick Laine. Uh, Patrick Laine has had a rough season since being traded to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Now, there was a statement released by head coach John Tortorella, who's faced a lot of backlash, who said that he will not be returning uh, as head coach this year. And Patrick Laine was a, is, is going to be an RFA this year. And he did just say, quote, unquote, I love it here and I want to stay here for sure. So it makes it look like... Um, this is being said right after Tortorella's fired. So obviously he's going to love it there. Obviously, you know, they probably did not get along. They didn't have the same vision. Now, if I'm the Columbus Blue Jackets, I'm looking for that number one center. I'm looking for that number one center to pair with Patrick Laine because I think that's what he's missing. I think Magic, Max Domi is going to be the odd man out. I think, uh, you know, they try to move him. I think he knows he's going to get moved. I don't think it's really worked out and he'll probably be part of the deal. But a number one center is, 
should be, you know, on their mind. And I've heard that Evgeny Kuznetsov may be trade, like not 100%, but, you know, you never know, may. Uh, Jack Eichel, that could be tough. That's going to cost a lot of prospects, but I don't think if Jack Eichel is going to go there, but Jack Eichel. Now, as we get into Jack Eichel, uh, he said that there has been a disconnect with Buffalo Sabres um, with how his neck injury was handled this season, leaving his future of the franchise very unsettled. I predicted that I don't think Jack Eichel is going to be a Buffalo Sabre next year. Um, this this is he, he wants to win. And if you want to win, I don't think the Buffalo Sabres are the team. Now, if you look at the beginning of the season, did you think Buffalo was going to make the playoffs? Most would say yes. You added Taylor Hall. You got, you know, you got Jack Eichel, that left wing. You got him that second all-star player. I mean, you already had a couple all-star players, but this is Taylor Hall. And didn't go well. He traded him. Now, let's see. Um, he has been frustrated. It's been said in the past that maybe even last year he was going to get traded, but there wasn't much talk on it. But now I think there is going to be raised a lot of a lot of conversation on Jack Eichel. And um, he has admitted he he was treating a herniated disc, so he's battled a lot of injuries this year. If you did draft Jack Eichel, I, I was thinking of drafting Jack Eichel this year. I thought he would have a great year. Um, but injuries happen. I think this is not the team for him. I think he should want to trade. And I think the three teams that will pursue Jack Geichel are the New York Rangers. That's one. Um, the Los Angeles Kings, and that's two. And I think the third is maybe going to be like a team like New Jersey. They could be a sleeper team. They're one of my sleeper teams, but they could be a team. Maybe Columbus, but I, I think that's a stretch, but it's New Jersey. They've got two young centers in Nico Heeshire and Jack Hughes, so one of them, you know, to get that one guy. I think they're missing that one superstar, and Jack Eichel could be that superstar. Again, I don't think he's going to return next year. Uh, it makes it, His statements in the media is making it seem like he's, he's not going to return this year. So we'll have to see how that plays out. But Jack Eichel... Um, I've also seen Rasmus Ristolainen said that, you know, we got to make playoffs this year, next year. And if that, if we don't, like, that's it for me. I think a lot of these players are frustrated with how the organization is being run. Uh, you know, just that, just losing, you know, you hate losing, you hate losing. And this team has made playoffs in a while. So it's got to hurt. It's got to hurt them, but uh, we'll have to see how it goes. But with Jack Geichel, expect him to be traded i think if you're a buffalo sabers fan i'm sorry but expect him to be traded this off season and um, now with the national basketball association the nba what is going on with the los angeles lakers i think that's the big topic of discussion um if you look at the eastern conference not much not much news since last time but the los angeles lakers now they've battled injuries that's a simple answer answer they've battled injuries they're probably going to be a playoff team a play-in team, and by the looks of it, if they are a play-in team, they may play the Golden State Warriors. The Warriors, I would not want to play them. If I were them, I would want to play any of the two of the teams, which is the Spurs and which is the Memphis Grizzlies. But, again, I don't think they're going to be a play-in team. I do think, you know, maybe they'll get the fifth or sixth seed, but we'll have to see how that plays out. I think you do try to get the fifth or sixth seed because that means you get the Clippers maybe, or the Denver Nuggets. And Denver, you know, Jamal's out for the year. I think that the Lakers could actually take the series. But LeBron and AD coming back, I don't think they're going to be a playing team. It's coming down to the last few games of the season. 
uh, four games left. So even if you take all four, are they good enough to get the fifth seed? Yeah, they are good enough, but you know, you got to get some luck in there. Well, you need the Mavericks, you need the trailblazers to not play as well as they've been playing right now. So obviously that plays out, but the Lakers, I mean, it's almost playoff time, guys. We're going to have a lot of, um, I'm, I'm excited. I think the NHL is targeting May 15th, which is in five days, May 15th, 16th for the U S and uh, the seventh, I think the 18th and 19th for the Canadian division. So that's coming up uh, next week. We'll have playoff predictions. We'll have playoff reviews we'll have all that. So um, let's get on to the wrestling side of things. Now, the first thing, big SummerSlam news. So wrestle votes, who is usually accurate in what they tweet and what they, you know, put out in the world of the IWC, but they did tweet out WWE is looking to have SummerSlam as the official kickoff as a return to touring. With that said, if things work out a certain way, the pay-per-view may be even earlier than usual this year. I've heard three to four locations on the table with one having better odds than the other. Now, I think that Boston may be one of the four because it was supposed to be in Boston. Um, New York, a lot of people said New York is the is the best odds. Uh, that's the one. Maybe Madison Square Garden. But we'll have to see. Um, now, it looks like this is going to be them kicking off, you know, fans are back, touring is back, which is much needed with uh, the product right now. I think by July and August, I think the, the States is going to be way better than us uh, in Canada, but I think they'll go back to a full schedule. Not a full schedule, but fans will be back. I think if you're vaccinated, you should be more than welcome to come in. I think a lot of wrestlers and a lot of superstars, a lot of athletes are getting the vaccine, so the more and more people that get it, the more and more chances that they are that they will return back to normal. Now, I do think that this is an accurate statement. I think they're going to return to touring. I think this is a lot. This is a lot of things to good, like a lot of good things to look forward to, with uh, with fans coming back and SummerSlam being in action. Now, is it going to be sooner than usual? Probably. You know, we got to see how things play out. They do have a pay per view this Sunday, and I do believe the next pay per view after, if I am quite sure is money in the bank now that would just make sense to me uh that money in the bank is next i'm not completely sure but it does list that june 20th is money in the bank now i did see nxt did confirm an in your house uh in june so we'll see what happens with that that's the second year in a row so do they have July's pay-per-view at SummerSlam or do they just stick with the August? Maybe they do put July SummerSlam and then, you know, August extreme rules or whatever you want to put. But I think Money in the Bank is next up. I would personally give it to Aleister Black. Um, as I've said a few podcasts ago, I think Aleister Black's the guy to go to. And um, you're promoting, you know, his return. I think that'd be a perfect step. He was obviously the guy, either him or Drew McIntyre to win the Royal Rumble in 2020. So I think now this is the time to capitalize. He's a great in-ring worker. And uh, you're coming out, you know, he's got a whole new gimmick. Looks like he's a heel. And I think he could do great things as a heel. And I'm looking forward to see what they do with that. But now AEW blood and guts to conclude things today. Uh, I, for the most part, enjoyed this match. I think this is a great match, but I think the end got everyone talking. How did AEW mess up, you know, their pay-per-view ending again? 
it did look pretty bad. I have to admit, uh, it did look bad, but I mean, it's entertainment. You got to remember that it's entertainment at the end of the day. There's not much they could have done, but a report by PW Insider indicates that WWE management hated AEW's first ever Blood and Guts match. The report said that a person in management thought the match set the business back 30 years. But it does also state that current WWE superstars love the match and want to do something like that it's themselves. So I believe that this match was actually a great match. It had, you know, that brawl and fight feel. Uh, it had the blood and guts, the entire gimmick towards it. So I think just the ending, the little screw up at the ending. Yeah, you can fix that up. They'll learn. But two in a row is kind of bad. But again, they'll learn. But they've got a lot of good things going right now. They're going to have some fresh new faces in a month with the WWE releases. So we'll see. But uh, they've got a lot of good stuff coming up. They've got a lot of good stuff coming up. I believe their next pay-per-view is all or nothing. Is it all or double or nothing? So double or nothing is their next pay-per-view, which is the end of the month, 20 days. And um, they look like they're going to have, it's, it's going to be maybe Kenny Omega versus Pac. Or do they give it to Orange Cassidy? Now, I don't know. It's, is it going to be Orange Cassidy pinning Pac? Is it going to be Pac pinning Orange Cassidy? Wins and losses do matter. I do like that. I think that WWE should have done that. Wins and losses matter. You don't go from losing a match to get, you know, challenging for the World Heavyweight Championship, something like that. I mean, how does Drew McIntyre lose a WrestleMania and then all of a sudden he wins a certain match and he gets back in for another championship match? And uh, we'll see how they're going. What they're going with, with Drew, Bobby Lashley, Braun Strowman. We'll have more with that after Raw today. We'll see what they're going with, but that triple threat this Sunday. But AEW is looking good. Wednesday show looks really good. We'll see how it plays out. But guys, for sure, we will have a podcast Wednesday and Friday this week. Uh, stay tuned. A lot of good hockey stuff coming. A lot of good basketball games. We're going to see. It's the crunch time. It's playoff time. Leafs clinch division. Go Leafs go. What's going to happen with the Lakers? LeBron and AD. Uh, Jack Eichel. He's going to get traded. That's my prediction. And wrestling is back. Fans are coming back, guys. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening. I'll see you soon.